0: to awkwardly zen presents spirit road a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves it's a path that can be funny absurd enlightening and life-changing all at the same time join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in i'm tim behrens
1: i'm laurie hewitt
0: and And this this is is spirit Road. road
1: A few weeks ago, when we were um, chatting, you talked about your Kundalini experience. And I know part of that was this incredible awakening experience that you had. And so I was wondering if you could say more about that and maybe share a little bit more and talk about how that's changed you in a sense and and opened up your spiritual path.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see how related this is, but I was just telling someone earlier today about um, Jack Cornfield, I believe, that was writing about awakening experiences or enlightenment, I think was referred to, and that idea of what do you do before enlightenment, and the answer is chop wood, carry water, what do you do after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. And I think, and not to say that I experienced enlightenment in any way, you know, I, I've described my awakening experiences. Like I have trouble with that word too, because for me that implies a knowing or something that has come into your experience. Like, like I have an idea of what's actually happening here, and for for me that was the exact opposite. It's like I have no idea what is happening, what is going on. Just having these new experiences, um, some of them metaphysical in nature. The thing is, is that after. A certain amount of time has passed, you you find that you've integrated those experiences in a way that you can acknowledge that they happened, that there's something more to our life that is going on here.
1: And maybe that's what's happening with when they call it an awakening. Mm-hmm. It's more that we become conscious of these other energies and other beliefs and other ways of looking at the world and illusions that we carry.
0: Definitely and And so you have that, and that's one aspect of your awareness and your experience now, but situationally, I was still getting up and going to work every day. I was still tied to a computer for eight hours a day and getting home and thinking about what am I making for dinner, what bills do I have to pay and and it became this idea of having a foot in both worlds where i'm I'm going through the same motions, but I now have an awareness that there's something more, and maybe even in those things that I had seen as mundane i'm starting to recognize that there are messages and patterns in that 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 some of my choosing to be here if you can say that you know that i chose some of my experiences that that there are reasons to be going through that and sometimes you lose sight of what those reasons are in the midst of months and weeks and years and where on a surface level things are not changing so so i was just reflecting on that earlier today where um, I'm really at a point now in my journey where the intensity of some of those experiences is not is not the same. Not mm-hmm. to say things don't happen from time to time, but my, my general day-to-day experience is, is fairly similar to what it was prior to this. And yet maybe what I've kept is this curiosity and this desire to know more and this desire to interact with other people who can relate about that. I guess I could share maybe what some of those particulars were some of those experiences.
1: That would be great.
0: And there are so many stories that I know that I could talk for hours, but I'm just going to pick a couple. So for instance, I was very enmeshed in corporate America while all of this Kundalini awakening things were happening. And I was I was living this dual life of trying to stay in that place that I had been before, but also, also kind of reeling from these new synchronicities and and things. So I, I got into the practice of going to a park down the street from where I worked to recover and ground and do all those things in nature that I couldn't do in the in fluorescent lights of the work world and the cube farm that I was in. And I remember there was a day where I went to this park and I was sitting at a picnic table under a tree and meditating and trying to do it without being making it clear that's what i was doing because there were kids playing in the background and people walking through the park and i still felt very weird about this new reality i was living in so so very subtly just you know focusing on my breath and and had my eyes closed and listening to the wind and the trees above me and then there was this moment where things shifted and i had the awareness of the wind and the trees above me but i also heard the kids playing in the park a little ways away And then as I focused on that, I heard cars driving down the street past that. And then um, somewhere beyond that, I heard the sound of construction. And somewhere beyond that, I heard the hum of the highway that was miles down the road. And my experience became so expansive that suddenly I'm aware of buildings down the street that I had never been in before and of people walking through the hallways in those buildings and uh, paper shuffling in cubicles and the hum of lights over doors and all of this existed in my consciousness in my awareness, kind of independently of what my thoughts about it were. If that makes sense, it was just yeah. happening, and I was I was immersed in it. And at some point in time, there was a contraction where I came back and I found myself at the at the picnic table again, and there was this moment of uh, lucidity where I opened my eyes and thought, oh, I'm my friend is supposed to call right now. And my phone rang and it was my friend that I had just thought of. And I look at it and I was like, I I can't take this right now. I sent it to forward and I set my phone down and I'm looking around and everything had a purple sheen to it. And I, my awareness was still there and it was in the, every blade of grass and it was in the buzzing of the bugs and just this awareness of how many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of them were in this area right around me. And it was in the energy and it was in the, the energy of the air and the trees. And and quite honestly, I, I don't know what happened after that. Other than at some point in time, I returned more to a normal awareness of things. And I picked up my phone and walked to my car and I went back to work and sat looking at spreadsheets for the rest of the afternoon. And, uh, you know, and, and, and then how do you how do you integrate those experiences? What do you what do you do with that? I, I, I have the memory of it. I know it happened. It was very powerful. And yet at the same time, it really didn't exist in my day to day in a way that I could incorporate that into, oh, this is the new me now.
1: How did it feel, though, in that moment, when you were in a sense, out of your meditation, but still in that expanded state? What was the feeling that you remember having in that moment?
0: Well, and, and and just in describing that, even in hearing myself say those things, you'd think having an experience like that, it would probably freak you out on some level, right? Like you'd have the thought, what is happening here? Am I having a break from reality? Do I need to call my therapist or something? And and But what I remember, especially in that moment of like knowing my phone was going to ring, picking up and looking at it as it started to ring, seeing it was the person I knew, there was just a clarity of thought. It was a, it was total presence. And it was also calming beyond anything that i I normally feel in my, my day to day. So it was almost like question that comes up for me a lot is like, well, what happens when you shed all of these parts of yourself that you identify with in, in our day to day? So many things that we identify with are really not us. They're the stories that we've told they're the um, accumulation of experiences we've had and the beliefs that have stemmed from those experiences. And a lot of those can be quite mundane as well. Uh, and I think in that moment of presence, I wasn't identifying with any of those things. I was just connected to everything. And that my consciousness had moved beyond myself. And so even the part of me that would say, what is happening here? Why, what is going on in this shock or whatever didn't exist in that space. And even as I say that out loud, I kind of feel like that's my memory of coming back and then getting in my car and returning to work is so vague, because it was almost like the person who experienced that returning to work was not the person who had the experience of this um, overriding awareness and connectedness.
1: What would it be like to live in that level of awareness all the time?
0: It's a good question, and actually can lead me to another story, so thank you for the segue sure <laughs> uh, we had a we had a group here in Kansas City that was talking about paradigm shifts Every other week, we'd meet in the back of a coffee shop and we would get together to talk about changes in consciousness. I found the group because I was looking for support from the Kundalini Awakening. And you know, wanting, wanting to be able to explore that with others, what had actually happened to me. I'm not even sure at the time if I even had that term. I just knew that something had changed. Um, but we would meet in the back of these coffee shops and talk about the possibilities and the metaphysical things that had happened that led us all there for different reasons. And we had a day where this particular group of people came together. And I would say that our conversation could be equated to energy work. We connected at a very deep level very safe space talking about things from a place that from, from that deeper heart centric space. And, and yeah, it was like doing energy work and you could feel the room shift. in that way you do sometimes when you, you have an experience with someone where you're having a conversation, that's so engaging, you lose track of time and hours go by. And you're like, where did the time go? And I wish this could go on forever. It was one of those, those moments, but in the midst of that, I went to that same place of presence, I, and I don't know what to call it. I don't know really fully how to describe it, but I, I became aware of everyone in the room around me beyond their stories, beyond the things they were saying. I just became aware I was sitting with these beautiful souls that had come together to journey in the same ways and that we knew each other beyond beyond those stories. There was a recognition with all of us and that this was exactly where we were meant to be. And everything had lined up, and this was one of those mile markers where, where there was the perspective that there was meaning to all of this. And I remember having this incredible sense of love for them, and just seeing how beautiful they were, and um, how perfect they were beyond the stories. That there was nothing. There was nothing wrong in this space with with these folks. Our struggles had meaning. Um, the things we had overcome, the things we had lost, it all had meaning, and I and I remember just feeling such intense love for them that when I left the coffee shop that day, the world had that same purple sheen to it again. I saw it in the air, I saw it uh, in the, uh, above the buildings and in in the street and uh, the hum of the lights and the cars going by. It just and it was a very different setting from where I had been before. It was this was in the middle of the city, but it was the same presence. And, and I went home that day and spent the better part of the day in tears because I, I, that love feeling did not go away. My heart, I guess you could say my heart shock or a heart space was so open that I could not physically contain the love that was pouring through into the world. And, 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 and I, I guess that comes up for me because I remember that day. One, I wrote all of the folks from that group a, what I call my drunken love letter, where I wrote them all to share with them what I had seen and how much yeah. I appreciated them and how beautiful they were. And, and uh, had regrets the next morning when I woke up back in the world and I was like, what did I do? How did that, what are they going to think about me and sharing this? But it was physically uncomfortable to be in that space for, for the better part of a day. By the end of the day, I, I, I realized I don't think I could live here indefinitely like this. And 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 I have since had spiritual teachers and people who I've shared that story with who said you can, you very much can. It's like exercising a muscle. You feel the you feel the dissonance um or it's it's almost like something pushing against the walls of your heart and and as it pushes it's creating space for more and more presence in that way. Um but it is uncomfortable because it's moving you into feelings and sensations that you're not used to having in this world. So what would it be like to live with that? I don't, I I don't know because I haven't had that experience. I only have the memory of it. And then also the experience of coming back and maybe some of the longing that happens from, from wanting to be back there, wanting to be that connected, wanting to lose those parts of myself that have held me back or that have been built on insecurities or fear of abandonment or all of these different things that I've had to move through in life. And
1: so it sounds like, yes, it is painful when we're in those expanded places because we literally feel everything around us. And then the divine love that's pushing through is so intense that it is painful. Absolutely. And yet the teachers are correct. I I think if we can find a way to tolerate that discomfort for a while, perhaps we acclimate to it and it becomes the norm instead of where we are now, which is unconscious.
0: Yeah. And there's something else that happens too, which, I mean, all, all these kinds of experience happen in moments of presence yes. where where we're not looking ahead living with the fears of what might happen or the uncertainty of what happened before we are having an experience in the moment. That's not based on any of those stories. It's just mm-hmm. presence. And and I found what happened after that and both of those experiences I shared. And then another one I had out in Oregon, which I could share as well, but that it is the tendency of my mind to want to go back and figure out, well, what was I doing right in those moments? How did I connect to that? How do I do that again? Because that was so nice. And really in, in doing that and trying to grasp at something that has come and gone, I'm also taking myself out of presence in the moment, denying myself that opportunity to have more of those experiences. So it almost becomes a practice to say you can acknowledge these things happened, you can integrate some of the lessons that you learned and some of the perspectives that you want to have based on this new understanding of the world. But you also are in the world. And those moments have come and gone. And, and if you want more of them, it's really about continually returning to presence, which is why I think practices like meditation, and journaling, and just self awareness, and all of those different ways are so important.
1: Absolutely. I'd like to come back a minute, what do you think created that sense of that purple sheen around everything in those moments for you? Do you have a sense of what, what that is or what that what created that for you?
0: That's a really good question because um, when I describe it, when I look back on that memory, it's not the impression of something. It had a purple-like quality, you know, Or or, you know, sometimes when we have intuitive feelings, we feel them internally, we might describe them visually or something, but that's just the best way we can to describe something my memory of these is 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 of physically seeing those things and and i know that the mind will take an experience afterwards and it will categorize it and store it in the way it needs to you know that memories change over time but i have this sense and this is true of the 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 moment that i had that awakening experience where i was standing in the shower it was like someone flipped a switch and my whole world was vibrating in those moments when you lose your sense of self you also gain a connectedness to everything else, and so when I describe my world as vibrating or I describe um this purple sheen on every blade of grass or hearing things down the way, my senses had moved beyond myself in such a way that I wasn't seeing through my eyes, I wasn't feeling through the touch of on my skin, I wasn't you know smelling through through my nose or tasting with my tongue, whatever it was. But what happens is in the memory of that, my brain is taking these sensations that existed beyond myself and trying to categorize them in such a way. It's like I have a language for defining my experience in the world. And that language is based on the physical senses. So in how, how can I take something that doesn't exist in that way and give it a descriptor? How can I categorize that in such a way that I build a memory from it? And in this sense, it's like, well, this most resembles some sight. And, and if that sight had a quality, it might be purple. Or this most resembles sound. And if it had a quality, it might be a voice that's telling me this message that is resonating within me, whatever it would be. And so I, I, I think of that, you know, and then I think that these all of these experiences... It's interesting that I remember them in the same way, almost as if I was walking on another plane. But I think it was more that just my consciousness had moved into a space of perceiving and interpreting energies that I was not normally privy to.
1: That's remarkable. I'm wondering as you're talking, if you can find that presence when you're painting, when you're doing your art, or you're writing music, perhaps. But especially maybe with the creating paintings.
0: Yeah. And I, I guess for me it's never been quite at that level of um, but at the same sense, I do believe that is why pursuits like art and music or writing or gardening, cooking, whatever it is that someone finds joy in outside of what is this doing for me in the world? You know, so often we try and we try and categorize the things that we do that we love in such a way as how does this relate to my life path or my career or whatever it is. There are some things that we do simply for the the joy and the presence and the act of doing that. And I think music and art has always been that for me. When I'm playing music or writing a song or improvising with something, there's nothing outside of that moment in my awareness. It's 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 a total presence and a focus on what is happening right now in front of me what is my, how is my inner world relating to this? What are the feelings that are coming up? And then just experiencing them. So I think it has that thing in common. And I do think that's why practices like, I I think in regards to art, I love painting mandalas and, or, and I think often of like the, the, the monks that will do the sand mandalas and things, and that they, there's an impermanence to that. They know that that the wind may blow that away or some some child who's walked in, this is a true story, you know, has walked in with their parents to see them doing this, may get under the under the gates and, and, and mess it all up with their hands because they're playing and things. And when that happened, they reacted in such a way that it was like um, total acceptance. There was no anger. There was no frustration. There was like, well, we'll just do it again because that's what we're here for. And the process and act of creating art doesn't need a goal. It's just an experience. It's just something that's in the moment. And, and I do think that's the defining quality of some of, some of this, the spiritual experiences I have is the total presence. I know I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but it's hard to put words to this, isn't it? It's uh,
1: Absolutely. What it. would it be like for all of us to live in that presence, to live in just totally right here, right now, all the time?
0: yeah so interesting. um I love your questions because they kind of lead me to other stories. So I have one more experience I'd love to share with you that and if you can help bring me back to that question when I'm done, hopefully I'll remember why I'm sharing this with you. But I was um traveling um i had a I had a couple weeks where uh, all sorts of things were going on in my life where things were turned on end, where um, my marriage was in the process of ending, and I had had a health scare and I had quit a job of eight years and was in a segue of trying to find a new job. And, and in the midst of that, I, I was, I was just so lost that I decided to buy a plane ticket out to Oregon and just go have an experience, just get away from it all and get that perspective that the road can bring sometimes. And I went and met a friend out there and we traveled up and down the West coast and hiked up mountains and in old growth forests. And, and one day we found ourselves overlooking, um, Cannon Beach on you know on the coast of Oregon and and there was this particular trail that wound up the bluff and on on the corner where it turns toward the ocean there was a bench and and we sat on this bench and we looked looked at the the waves coming into this inlet and i would say we sat there for what felt like hours i really have no idea how long but i i became very very meditative in that space And just very reflecting on everything that had brought me to that point in life. And at some point in time, I started seeing, and I described this in a very visual way. And my memory of it is that this physically happened. Like I saw these things. I realized that's not what happened. But my experience of it now as I look back is that I saw these pieces of myself washing up in the waves on the shore. I saw relationships that had ended, things that I had lost, things that I had gained. times where I had been through depression and times where I had overcome it and the things I had learned from that. All of this was washing up on the shores and I would see it see it in the, in the space where the, the sand was wet and glistening in the sun. And, and as the waves pulled back, those memories and those parts of me faded. And, and in the space that was left, there was just nothing. It was just empty space. And I remember all of this happening and it was consistent, like, and it was independent of my conscious thought. It was just happening before my eyes. I remember clutching my chest because with every one of those waves, it felt like I was dying inside. And I don't, you know, not in a morbid way or a terrifying way, but it's like these, these aspects of myself, again, that I had identified with through the years were just gone and there was nothing in that space. So the question becomes, if I'm not this, then what am I? you know if i'm not that then if i'm not that experience then what am i if i'm not that self defeating belief that had defined so many of my interactions through the years who am i or how do i how do i define myself in the absence of that and i just remember feeling like i was falling but there came a point where in that i became connected to the mountains across the way and the setting sun in the distance and the sound of the waves on the shore and Suddenly, it was the stars beyond that that I couldn't even see. It was just everything again, very much like that first experience I described. Again, I was connected and plugged into something so much greater than myself. And I came back from that eventually. I don't know how much time had passed and just wept and wept. And I remember turning to my friend who had been there with me through all of that. And once I regain my composure and just saying, if this had been my last day on earth, I think this would be perfect because nothing that came before the loss, the joy, the love, the, the recovery, the anything that I've ever dealt with, none of it matters. None of it matters at all. I, in that moment, I had been source individuated from itself in order to have the experience of spirit, witnessing this art unfolding before us that is life and there's the ocean and the mountains and the trees and people walking through their days and every bit of it was equally as valuable as any other part. And so to bring that back to your question, it's like, and I, that's one moment I go back to, cause I want to regain that because I don't feel that on a daily basis. There are days where I feel just as lost as I did before any of those experiences. And I, I just, I want to have that, experience of life as art again, and not just to say it, but to really feel it in the ways I did in those moments. You know, so to answer the question would maybe to be to answer it with another question, which is to say, how would we live our lives differently if we truly had no fear, if we could welcome everything that happened in every moment as valuable and experience, and something that we can appreciate and have gratitude for, And there was this duality that came up after that, where even in moments of pain, I would find a space for a little bit of joy and gratitude. Or in moments of great joy, I also found a space for allowing sadness and loss and wishing for the people that were no longer there to be there with me or um, wishing that I could have done things differently or that I could have had that understanding earlier in life. That it doesn't have to be an either or where we put a good or bad label on something that everything is just life unfolding
1: yes, that's very powerful, yes, and I'm wondering if one way to come to that in a sense is through the practice of gratitude, which is what I heard you saying, being grateful every second of for everything, no matter what, to always be grateful for. What's right in front of us and what we're experiencing in that moment, perhaps, is a gateway to being in that that presence, that understanding that we're eternal, we're eternal beings, and we are connected to everything in truth.
0: I love that. I do think that gratitude. I mean, gratitude is one of the highest vibrations one can one can hold and have. And the more you are in the practice of that, um, the more you will have these experiences. Of connectedness, I think of a friend of mine who is a, a QHHT practitioner. Who um, remember being at her house once and um, sh- her sharing the story of some of the hardships she'd been through in life, and some you know some of the really challenging things that she had overcome. And I remember seeing her equally overwhelmed by some of what she was sharing, but also getting done with talking about these things, and then looking at me and was like, "It's all really beautiful, isn't it?" And, and, and at the time it was such a kind of a dissonance, but it was so, it was so wonderful to see that there is, and it's not, it's a very hard place to hold just as it's hard to hold these, you know, these feelings of intense love for extended period of time. There is a place where we can look at everything that happens to us. There is a perspective where we can have gratitude for it. And sometimes it's a lot harder to see than others because there are some really challenging things that happen in life some things that feel unfair and unjust and what would happen if in those moments of hardship, if we were at least in the practice of asking the question, what might be beautiful about this Mm -hmm. or what might, what lesson is this coming up to show me in the moment? And how can I, how can I use this to return to myself to a place of gratitude? Mm
1: -hmm. Or being grateful for that experience and trusting that we will be shown the purpose mm-hmm. or find the meaning in it as we focus on the gratitude for having received this particular challenge, perhaps. And maybe that's what opens our heart then to that place of openness and allowing that divine love to come through.
0: And, and, I, and I, one of the things I try and remind myself of too, is that sometimes perspective doesn't happen in the moment we may be in the midst of a terrible time in our lives or some horrific thing that has happened. And in those moments, practices like compassion and self-love and self-forgiveness and all of those things come into play. Where it's like, I don't know why any of this is happening and I just need to move through it in the best way I can. And I need to be my biggest support as I do. It's like, first and foremost, I need to learn how to love myself and be there for myself in those ways. I think about, I went through some pretty serious depression in my mid twenties. And I would say for most of that, I certainly was not thinking how grateful I am for that. Um, I wasn't thinking I'm so glad I'm depressed and miserable. And, and and yet I am now at a place where I look back on those experiences and I do have gratitude before them because they taught me more about compassion. Uh, They gave me a way to connect with others who have had similar experiences and um, they gave, you know, and now it gives me this feeling knowing that others have been through that of not being so alone in the world and maybe even feeling like there are things I can occasionally offer that might help someone in a time of, of need, you know, and that's that's how we start to build community and connection with others is by understanding and practicing empathy and, and sharing our experiences and, uh, you know, authentically relating and Knowing that we're not alone in that and that we are all individuated from source experiencing life as art unfolding before us. And there are moments where we need to be reminded of that or others, you know, others will come in and remind us of that.
1: Absolutely. Very powerful, Tim. Thank you for sharing all that.
0: Thank you for the opportunity. It feels good to talk with you about it.
1: I really appreciate you and your sharing. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>